Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. Gen Con was this past weekend, and a new card game that was announced there has me very excited. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Welcome to Pretty Dece, your daily entertainment and pop culture show. Gen Con is, of course, the uh, country's largest gaming convention, specifically focusing on tabletop and board gaming. And while it is here in my city of Indianapolis, I couldn't attend because I was away on vacation, but I did keep up with some of the game announcements and news that came out of the show. And one particular announcement has me especially excited, so I wanted to talk about that with you guys today. This is a card game that's coming from Fantasy Flight Games. They're, of course, one of the biggest game companies out there right now, hugely popular. They have games focusing on Star Wars and Doom and all kinds of different properties and lots of, lots of, of, of unique original games as well. Uh, it's always one of the largest booths at Gen Con. And they announced this game at Gen Con, and it's called Keyforge. And Keyforge is a card game, as I said. And as many of you probably know, I'm a big Magic the Gathering fan. So I was initially very interested in Keyforge because it is designed by Richard Garfield, the man who originally designed Magic the Gathering back 25 years ago. Now, you know, um, Magic is, is a very, you know, interesting game. It created kind of an entire genre of card games. And every Richard Garfield game that I've played, he's designed many, is very unique and thoughtful with really interesting mechanics. He is a game designer that doesn't seem to fall into kind of the standard tropes of whatever genre he is designing in. He comes up with new and interesting things that you maybe haven't really thought of, but turn out to be extremely fun and extremely exciting to figure out how to kind of work within those boundaries. So any new game with his name attached to it, I'm usually pretty interested in checking out. And this, day, this particular game is definitely new and interesting. First of all, it is not a collectible card game or a trading card game like Magic is. They're calling it a unique deck game. And that's because the Keyforge cards aren't going to be sold in booster packs like normal card games are, like, 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 like your Magics of the world. Instead, Keyforge cards are going to be sold in $10 decks of 37 cards. And more importantly, each deck is completely unique. You have no idea what you're gonna get when you buy a deck. The specific composition of cards in your deck is unique to that physical product that you are holding in your hands. This first set is comprised of over 300 cards and each deck will pull from three of seven different houses to create their card pool that, that, that focus on the deck. The different houses are kind of like the, the colors in Magic, basically the different types of cards and kind of they have themes of sort of what the cards will do, kind of what their, their goals will be. So when you buy a deck, it'll have cards from three of those houses, but you have no idea what it's going to be going in. You have no idea what cards are going to be in this deck going in and all the different permutations of cards that could be in a deck. They say that there are no two decks that are identical. They won't have the same card list. Every deck that you buy has a unique name 
and it'll be unique to that particular product. And, and moreover, these aren't simply large booster packs where you're getting 37 cards instead of 15. The decks have unique card backs. So you can't buy a bunch of packs and then mix and match these cards. The deck as you buy it is exactly as it is. You can't mix and match, you can't change it. The back of that card has the name, the unique name of your deck on it, and has a design that's, that's unique to just that deck. So that is super crazy and very different than most card games are designed. You're, you're, you're usually intended to mix and match cards and figure out what works best and go through this whole deck building process that simply isn't here for this game. Uh, no deck you buy will ever have matching card backs. Each deck will kind of be its own self-contained unit. So at this point, you're probably like, wait, what in the world? Like, why would they design it that way? And that particular design choice has some huge implications for how Keyforge is going to work and in, in comparing it to other card games that are, are similar. First, as I said, it does away with the, the entire concept of deck building. Most other card games feature you collecting a, a, a larger and larger collection of cards, you putting those cards together in interesting combinations, and you facing your friends or other opponents with the unique deck creation that you came up with. Keyforge has none of that, and actually, I think that's pretty refreshing. A lot of people are gonna hate that concept, but for me, I think that's very cool. I think that deck building, the act of putting cards together to form a deck, and playing the game are two completely different skill sets. Some people are good at both, but a lot of people are good at just one or the other, or more importantly, have really no interest in the other one. A lot of people really like to play magic, but are, but are extremely intimidated by the act of, of composing a deck and, and putting it all together and figuring out kind of what works and what doesn't. It feels like there's a lot of kind of unwritten rules that they have to follow, and it's very intimidating. So Keyforge does away with that entire concept. You buy the product, you play it, it's the only way to do it. No one's gonna show up at the table with a deck that they've amassed that, that's way better than yours because everyone starts on that same equal playing field. Also, because there is no deck building, it does away with the concept of net decking. That's a, a concept that, that lots of people have kind of a love-hate relationship with in other card games. Basically, that means copying the best deck off the internet and simply playing that list. So while deck building was intentionally supposed to be a creative thing when it was first designed, now with the advent of the internet, it simply means that you just find someone else who did all the work for you and you just copy that deck. In a game like Magic, it makes a lot of sense. There's a reason that you would look all this information up instead of starting from scratch. But it, it, it does, in a lot of ways, take away the creativity of the game and, and kind of sets the whole concept of deck building back a little bit. So there's no concept of that in this game because every deck is a unique set of cards that can't be mixed and matched. Now, maybe more importantly than all of that is because these decks, since they are unique, they are a self-contained unit, it should mean that the game is, is much cheaper to play than something like Magic. 
Magic is a game that can be extremely expensive at times. Individual cards that are popular, that are very powerful in the format you're playing, can sometimes cost $50, $100, even more than that. That is ridiculous when you think about it for a piece of cardboard. And even more ridiculous when you think that oftentimes you'll need four copies of that card instead of just one. This game, because each deck is, is self-contained and all of the you know, strong cards that might be in your deck will actually only work in that deck because of the card back, you can't charge exorbitant prices for the stronger cards online uh, simply because they are stronger. They only work as a unit. So it's a really cool concept in that you might have a deck that you got lucky and has really strong cards in it or has a really strong card in it, but it's only as strong as kind of the other 35 or so cards in the deck. It is one whole thing, and that's very, very neat. It really makes every single card in the deck matter. Now, in general, what I'm seeing from this game and this, this concept is that it is bringing back the things that Richard Garfield tried to do when first designing Magic. Of course, 25 years ago when Magic was designed, the internet didn't really exist in the form it does now. He had no idea the game was going to get as large as it was. And while that's been awesome for the game of Magic, it also has kind of warped kind of what he initially designed Magic to be. He wanted Magic to be a game of discovery, where each time you opened a pack or played a new opponent, they might have a card you've never seen before. You might find a card in that pack that you've never seen before and you get to kind of <clears throat> discover the rules of the game and kind of figure it out as you play and as you go. And he also envisioned that you would play with the cards that you acquired from booster packs, the secondary market where I can go buy a specific card for X number of dollars, didn't exist, wasn't factored in, wasn't something that he really considered as the game was being designed. So cards intentionally had different power levels and the balance came from the fact that the stronger cards were simply more rare. You might only have one or two copies of the really rare, powerful cards in your entire friend playgroup. So, so that way, even if the cards were better than the other cards, they were balanced because they were just simply limited. Nowadays, with the internet, if a card is more powerful than other cards, I simply go online, buy four copies of it, and put them in my deck. That whole concept of uh, power levels being balanced by rarity simply doesn't work with the kind of modern version of the collectible card game. Basically, as I said before, each card was special and could potentially be important, and this is something that it seems that Richard Garfield is, is wanting to get back to. The other thing this is getting us back to is the idea of limited play mattering. So in Magic, there, there are basically two types of play, limited and constructed. Constructed is where you build a deck of specific cards to do battle against other people's constructed decks. So you take your collection or cards you bought online, put them all together, and, and kind of come up with the best possible strategy with this well-constructed deck. Limited, on the other hand, is where you uh, build a deck, construct a deck to battle, not based on cards that were already in your, in your collection, but cards that you open right as you sit down to play. For example, opening a handful of booster packs and making the best deck that you can from the cards that you opened. Keyforge is essentially only limited play. So you open a product, the cards you get out are what you have to play with. You can't mix and match, you can't change anything. 
So you have to make do with what you have. You have to make the best out of that situation. And I think that that's really cool. Imagine going to your local game store, buying a $10 deck, cracking it open and playing against a friend. You don't have to worry about the fact that, well, did we both show up with pre-made decks that we made ahead of time? Are our decks the same format? Are our decks kind of equal power level? Was I going for something silly and my opponent you know, spent thousands of dollars on his cards? You just have two products that should be relatively balanced between themselves that you can sit down and play for a relatively reasonable cost. That's awesome. That really brings the board game concept to the world of card games. I think that's a really unique take on the card game landscape. More importantly, I think it will have a lot of people who maybe are intimidated by a collectible card game like Magic interested in checking this game out. So Keyforge is something to look out for. It is supposed to come out sometime later this year. So that's going to do it for Pretty Dece for today. Thank you very much for joining me to talk about the new card game Keyforge coming from Fantasy Flight Games. If you like this show and you want to see more, new episodes of Pretty Dece premiere weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash show. You can also check out the daily episodes on the podcast feed or the YouTube channel, which you can find at prettydeeshow.com slash video. Finally, catch me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at prettydeeshow.